Thanks for pressing play on the inaugural episode of the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast, where we teach you how to build your dream job while keeping your day job. I'm the show's executive producer and co-host, Iron Mike Stedman, a third shift entrepreneur with a knack for boxing, social impact, and podcasting. In this inaugural episode, Todd and I explore the feelings associated with being stuck in mediocre when you ask yourself whether or not entrepreneurship is the right fit for you. Todd gives some actionable advice to help you find out and also how to overcome the anxiety of getting started. No more excuses. It's time to get to work. Let's go. Hey, everybody, this is Todd Connor. Thanks for tuning in to the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast, where we break down in practical ways how do you keep your day job while building your dream job? And so we're giving a lot of uh, things that we've seen that work that people can use and do today to to bring your ideas to, to life, to allow your your business to take flight, to really allow your life to take flight. And so I'm with my my colleague, my buddy, my friend, my favorite boxing champion, Mike Stedman. What's going on, everyone? Good to see you, Mike. I'm ready to talk, man. How are you feeling today? Man, I'm feeling good, man. The book's out. The podcast is moving. I mean, it's a beautiful day. I'm excited. I don't know about you. I feel the same. I feel like this whole thing around third shift entrepreneur has been something that we've been privately talking about for a couple of years now. And it's fun to sort of finally go public with the whole concept and say, look, we are creating a path. We're trying to talk about and define a a way to start stuff and in a way that feels real practical in a way in which people that are listening right now can say, hey, starting stuff isn't maybe as intimidating as I thought. This word entrepreneur, entrepreneur is not as intimidating as I thought. So yeah, I'm excited to be talking about this stuff and we're going to try to put it on the line and give some real practical things people can be doing to, yeah, man, start stuff, do stuff. All right. So spoiler alert, we're jumping into the first chapter of the book. So if you haven't read it yet, be sure to stop this podcast, go read the book and come back because I promise you, you will get more out of this podcast if you actually read the book or at least read the first chapter of the book. <laughs> yes. Buy the book, read the book. You, it's a, look, to be an entrepreneur, you got to ask for people to help. Uh, so we're asking if you haven't thought about buying the book, buy the book. You know, what's a, what's a few bucks, right, Mike? Uh, it comes back. I think buying a book, building a library, becoming a student is part of what I think you have to do as an entrepreneur. And so I'm grateful that you're listening. I'm grateful that you're about to go buy that book right now. It's gotten so easy. You can just get it right now. Yep. So yeah, buy the book and then keep listening because we're going to have episodes. And I don't mind giving some of the stuff away for free. It's, it's look, the book is different. The book is written. And we haven't talked about this, Mike, but the book is, I wrote it as a fiction. And by the way, like I'm not a, um, I don't read a lot of fiction novels. I read a lot of nonfiction, um, but fiction to me, which is storytelling of a guy who basically has a midlife crisis. This guy, Matt, he's loosely based on myself. <laughs> we all have midlife crisis at some point. <laughs> we all do. I had my, well, we should talk about that actually, whether or not I'm having a midlife crisis. I think I, I think I had, I don't think I had a midlife crisis. I probably had like a quarter life crisis when I was the age of, 30. Actually, I'll, be, I'll tell you what it was, Mike. I, when I was 30, I was like, I, I've done the things that I think I was supposed to do on this, like, quote unquote, ladder of my life that I had constructed at a young age. You know, like I had 
been to college. I had like gotten good grades. I was in the Navy. I got out. I went to business school. Then I got a consulting job and I, I did all these things. And then all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I was probably 28. I was like, I don't actually know what the next logical thing is other than I stay at this job and then I make partner and then I retire. And I'm like, and that it's not it. And so I, yeah, I don't think it was, it was like a quarter life crisis. I was like, well, I'm going to quit and figure it out. And that's what I did. And it's been a journey ever since then. And I don't know how I got on this tangent other than to say the book is all about how do you move beyond that point of like, what now? You know, I, and I think this is kind of the theme for today's podcast, but like, I don't think for most people it's, it's um like a total like you're either miserable and you know unemployed or you're absolutely you know rich and loving it you know it's it's neither of those things i think there's a lot of people and this is who i'm appealing to who are just kind of like stuck in the middle like the mediocre middle and they're like maybe this just this is just what it is you know like i think that's the narrative that we begin to tell ourselves of like you know maybe this is just what i'm supposed to be doing you know like I, yeah i had that dream I always had that one hope, that one thing I wanted to do. Um, or I always thought that when I was older, I would end up doing, you know, fill in the blank, but you know, maybe this is just what it is. And so I think that's kind of what I want to, you know, that's what we're talking about today. And that's where I think a lot of people were, that's where I was at. I'm not sure. What's your experience, Mike? Why'd you start all this nonsense? Boxing gym? Well, I could tell you, I, uh, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps and I was getting ready to transition out, I was kind of like you though. I was like, look, I've kind of done everything I was supposed to do. Right. I went to a good college got my degree, served as an officer in the military. And it's like, I'd always deep down had this passion for boxing and I wanted to pursue it, particularly work with inner city kids. And it just felt like I've done everything. I got that solid foundation. It's now it's time to go do what I want to do. So I had courage and I, you know, moved to Newark to start my venture and it has been a grind. It has not been easy. And I did not have any business acumen whatsoever when I started. I think that's how I got connected with Bunker Labs. Um, because my background is in history and American studies. But once I got going, and again, for our listeners out there, whether you're starting a nonprofit, for-profit, podcast, side project, it doesn't matter. I kind of think a lot of the strategies we're talking about benefit all of those. But um, yeah, man, I think a lot of people just, they want more out of life is what it comes down to. And I think the older you get, the more you realize, like, is this, a, is this all there is? You mm -hmm. know, is this it? I don't, and this current generation now will tell you, it's hard for people to stay in the same job for 30, 40 years. They want more. They want to do more with their life. And what we're talking about today is going to help them achieve that. I know, you know, and it's really, um, it's really important to me that people feel like they can do what they think their life's work is, you know, and I, it's not, this is not a podcast about how to get rich. You know, this is not for our work week. This is not, um, I don't know, you know, there's, and by the way, those are all great books too. Um, and those are fine goals if that's your goal, but this is a, this is a, this is a conversation about, you know, living against your full potential. I mean, I think that's really what this is and that's what I care about. And that's what, um, you know, when you have that little whisper of discontent, um, yeah, Oprah Winfrey, I'm going to quote Oprah because I'm listening to her these days. I'm listening to a lot of people I haven't listened to before. And uh, she talks to like the whisper, right? Like it whispers to you. And I think like a lot of people have a whisper of discontent. You know, they're like, yeah, I should be good. You know, especially right now where you feel like, well, if I have a job, then I should just be happy that I have a job. And, you know, the higher or questions of like, you know, fulfilled living, maybe, had, maybe those are all luxury. Maybe that was stuff that you think about when you're young, but you're supposed to grow old and sort of let that stuff go. 
Um, but I don't believe that. I think you can embrace that. I think you need to embrace that. And, um, and I think more than ever, and I think generationally, to your point, Mike, you know, most people aren't going to be in a job for a whole career. In fact, the data around this is really astounding. Um, most people are going to have, I think I read something in, uh, that Gallup published a few years ago that most people graduating college today, if you go to college, are going to have something like between 15 and 20 jobs over the course of their lives. So this idea that like we just need to show up and work hard and life will take care of itself is just not how the world works. And I think, you know, I'm, I, and I don't sort of take any joy in saying that. It's like, well, shouldn't it just like, shouldn't I just have to work hard? And then like everyone else takes care of me. It's like, well, maybe, but that's just, you know, sadly not how it seems to be working. And so then the question is like, well, how does it work? Um, and, and, you know, I think the other thread that we go down is like, well, I just need all the right credentials. And then if I have the right credentials, well, then will they pick me to do the thing? And it's like, well, no, not necessarily, you know? And so what you come to find out, and this is really core to the third shift entrepreneur philosophy is the person that is solved, you know, the person that is, you know, the person that we need to solve the thing is the person who, who did it the last time in the best way that they could. So in other words, I don't need to sort of, you know, there's no um, credential that says you should go start a nonprofit that helps military veterans start, you know, businesses. But if I'm the person who's out there advocating for that to happen, then pretty soon I'm the person who's, you know, the expert at being the one to make the thing happen. And so, and similar to you, Mike, like if, you know, anybody wants to know about, hey, what do we do with, you know, young kids in Newark to help them sort of develop life skills and other creative programs? It's like, well, check out Mike Stedman because he's been doing it. And, you know, in that moment, people don't really care. Like, well, what are your credentials? And like, you have a certification to be able to do this. It's like, who cares if you have a certification? I want to know if you can solve the thing. If you can do the thing and build the thing and, and solve the problem, then you're qualified. And so this idea in my mind is that doing is the new resume. And so whether you're, you know, thinking about your career, whether you're thinking about the thing you want to start, um, you know, there is no um, sort of credential that can just allow the thing to land for you. It's really like you got to get out there and you got to do it and you got to do it well. And then if you do it well, then people are going to be like, I need you to come do it for me. I don't. And then like, why would I care what your credentials are? I don't care about your credentials because I just saw you do the thing. You're good at it. So I think this is a philosophy um, that we can move throughout the world with and uh, and it yields things for us. And I think too often we can kind of artificially put constraints on ourselves. We can say, well, it's not my time. I don't have the right degrees. I don't have the right credentials. You know, I haven't earned it. And the reality is like, you might be closer than you think, but you got to get out there and take the first steps. Yeah. The first step is we got to get, we got to get unstuck and mediocre. Right. And that's the chapter one of your book. So why don't we go ahead and do a deep dive in that time? How do we know if entrepreneurship is right for us? So I think the question, you know, is like, before you know if entrepreneurship is right for you, I think you got to listen to your 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 instincts here, right? So if you're listening to this right now, I would almost ask you to like, you know, visualize this, like close your eyes, take a breath. You know, if you journal, that's a great habit. I think the question is like, do you wake up most days feeling comfortable in the life that you're living? Or do you wake up most days feeling uncomfortable in the life that you're living? And you can feel comfortable 
you know, because it, you get to work that is creative. It, it reflects who you are as a person. Um, you feel comfortable because it's of it's of service to people. Um, you know, comfortable because it, you know, I suppose, you know, provides financially, um, comfortable because you get to be who you are, you know, like these are all in my mind, you know, factors in the question of like, are you comfortable? So if you get to wake up every morning and you feel like I get to be myself and I get to do work that matters and it helps people and I get to be good at the thing that I do and I get to sort of like pay my rent as a result of all of that, like then you're, then you're good. But if you wake up in the morning and you feel like something of that equation is out of balance, like I don't get to fully be myself. I, I know that I have bigger talent that isn't being expressed. I know that I have a specific idea that, you know, for a, an Italian restaurant on the South side that someone I think would love, um, you know, if you have that anxiety, then you got to listen to it. You got to honor it, you know, and maybe the anxiety is like, I'm getting old and I had a dream that I would be doing something by this point. Um, or I know what it means to be really fulfilled in life because I played varsity sports or because I was in the Marine Corps or because I, um, you know, was, um, uh, you know, I was a, an actress in college or whatever, you know, um, or I organized a food drive during COVID and that really felt energizing. And having felt that, I don't want to just go back to, you know, feeling mediocre. And so I think this first phase, you know, if you ask people the question, you know, is entrepreneurship right for you? That's like a, that to me feels like a loaded question and I get the question, but I want people to ask themselves, like, do you feel like you're stuck in mediocrity? Not that it's all bad. It's not all failure. Nothing on LinkedIn looks wrong. You got a job or you're, you know, you're doing things in life, but in your heart of hearts, you think I could be doing more. There's more I want to be doing here, you know, and this life that I'm living doesn't seem to sort of the external self doesn't seem to match what I believe to be the internal self. And I think it's that place of discontent that I, I want people to listen to. I want you to honor it, journal on it for a while. But if it's, if it's there, then I would say, then let's take action. You know, and don't worry about whether or not you're starting a business or a nonprofit. But if that discontent is there, then let's take action. And you can do that today. You know, that's this whole that's the whole idea of being a third shift entrepreneur. It's about taking action. But let's let's resolve that discontent because I think most people don't fail um, because they uh, try something and it goes poorly. Most people fail because they never start, and that's the failure of mediocrity. And that's what I want to you know help people see in themselves and then avoid. And by the way, like. I still see this in myself, you know, um, it's, this is a lifelong cultivation that I think we're talking about here. Yeah. I know for me, uh, I had this idea for launching a podcast called confessions of a native son. And I was just, I, I, the idea was stuck in my head probably like a year ago. And I remember it was like in my head, in my head. And I kept telling people, this is what I wanted to do. But then one night I just remember laying my head down in the bed and I was just like, I got to make this thing happen. I popped up in the middle of the night. I wrote out a plan for the podcast. I sent it off to this podcast network. And uh, lo and behold, I, it's amazing now I think about it. I'm like, I'm wrapping up season one of my own podcast. But the reason I like to tell that story is because I felt the anxiety around it. That idea that like you want to, you have this idea, but you haven't actually done anything with it yet. And you got to actually take those steps. So for me, it was just, a, it just was like a hard decision. Like, Mike, you got to make a decision. You're going to keep thinking about this thing and you're going to sit in the universe or you're going to go and you're going to put, you know, 
get on the computer, start figuring it out and make it happen. But I think like to your point, Todd, so many people never make it past that next step. And it becomes almost like head trash because it's there and it bothers you that you haven't done anything with it and it nags away at you, you know, but I'm telling you all, man, like once you step out and bring it to life, you will feel so much better. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but you need to experience the act of getting started on something. Yeah. Cause I mean, and cause at least Mike, to your point, like you can go home at night and be like, well, I'm at least doing something about it. You know, you move from being like, oh, I should start that podcast to like, I started, you know, maybe it's a new anxiety of like, oh, my podcast sucks or like, or it's like better than I thought, you know, but like taking action is the thing that we, we all have to commit to doing. And I, you know, I think for me, when I get uncomfortable is, um, is actually when, or when I get unfulfilled or stuck in a sense is when I'm actually comfortable, you know, like if I've been doing something for the same three or four years and it's like, you know, and it's almost like a bad habit for me. Cause I'm like, you know, it usually takes things three or four years to get going, you know, and I like to like get in there, build stuff. And then at the point at which it's sort of working, you know, it's like when most people would be like, Oh, that's the best time to be there. You know, cause you get to like chill and the thing's working and you get to like, you know, reap the rewards, so to speak of your hard work. Um, but that's where I know for myself, like I, I begin to get lazy and then that's like where I begin to feel unfulfilled. Cause I'm like, I know I'm coasting, you know, and like, I, I don't want to, I'm, this is like, you know, for me, but I'm like, I don't want to coast, you know, I want to, you know, do as, do as much as I can on this short time on earth to like be of service and be helpful. And, um, so I think for some people feeling stuck looks like, you've had it on your list to do like launch the podcast. For me, it's like, it's like people can be stuck in, in success. You know, it's like, this is, I talked to a lot of people in professional services and they're like, you know, I'm, I'm making six figures and I'm, I mean, I, sh it, this, this is good, right? Like I should be good. I'm like, I don't know. Are you good? And like, what is good to you? Are you happy? You know, like what is, you know, so people can be stuck for any kind of reason. Um, sometimes people are stuck because, they can't get a job. You know, the disability community starts businesses at a greater rate than the non-disability community because they find themselves excluded in many instances from like traditional employment. So they're like, well, then screw this. I'm going to start my own thing. You know, so, and so I think that there's a lot, we can come to this conversation from a lot of different places from, you know, a, something that we've had a dream to do that we haven't started feeling like we've been elevated, you know, stuck in success, uh, or feeling like, you know, we had the, the traditional game hasn't worked for us, you know, and there's a lot in entrepreneurship. We talk about this, like a lot of entrepreneurship is the sort of permission-based approach to entrepreneurship. It's like, okay, send me your pitch deck. Maybe I'll take a look, you know, it's almost like being in Hollywood, right? It's like, you're just hoping you get a lucky break. Well, the, entrepreneurship should not be about lucky breaks. It should not be about knowing the right people. It should not be about, um, the perfect pitch deck. That's ridiculous you know, and there's a different way to do this, which is like on your own terms, which is also hard. None of this is easy, but starting stuff on your own terms, um, you know, is maybe the path for a lot of people that we haven't, I just don't think we've talked enough about it. I think we've made entrepreneurship, you know, very much a conversation about like how to win it, like, you know, sort of raising money or being in accelerators or things along those lines. And, um, but that's all permission based, you know, and like, what if people aren't giving us permission? How do we give ourselves permission? Right. Kind of becomes the question. And if you're stuck in mediocrity, you know, give yourself permission, like, okay, this is, that's where you're at and that's okay. But don't tell yourself you're not, let's, let's honor that start there and then learn how to take action. 
So our listeners are hearing you, Todd. They're feeling the anxiety. They're anxious to take that action pill. What do you say to them to get them going? Okay, well, we're going to do it together. So you don't have to do it alone. We're here to do it with you. Uh, the answer is going to be take action, you know, and what does action look like today? Listen, start real small action today might be journaling. You know, what am I noticing? What is it that I'm unhappy about? What is it that I thought I could be doing? What is the thing that I seem to keep coming back to, you know, start by observing your patterns, you know, man, I keep coming back to this idea of, um, you know, wanting to open a restaurant. I keep coming back to this idea of, you know, wanting to, you know, start my own defense contracting business. I keep coming back to this idea of like wanting to open up a different kind of school. Um, so whatever it is that you keep coming back to, like take notice of that, honor that that's data. Like that is data that matters and no one else is going to be able to come to you and be like, Hey, Mike Stedman, I was thinking about you. Like you ought to open a boxing gym in Newark. Like no one's got that dream for you, but you might have that dream for yourself. So start by taking action and taking action should be real small and simple and it can be private for now. It's not going to be private for long, but it can be private for now, which is take notice, journal about it and just come to a point of view about where you're at. Like, are you unfulfilled? What does that look like? What would fulfillment begin to look like for you? And then when you have that as a point of view, then, you know, so much of this is just like about being an adult. Like I observe my life. I do what I say I'm going to do. If it's not working, I take action. You know, like that's it. Um, that's being an adult. That's being an entrepreneur. Uh, if the action I take isn't the right action, I take a different action and we just work to sort of you know, remedy the situation and get better. And we're going to talk more about, you know, in the future episodes about exactly how do you do this. But I think the first step is knowing whether or not you've got that whisper that says, you know, you could be doing something. Um, I want you to honor that. I want you to listen to that. And then we're going to talk about how to take action on it. Yeah, really. You just got to get some momentum going. Just got to get some momentum going. Get, get a, get a base hit. Don't try to hit a home run, get a base hit for me. It's that website, <laughs> getting that website domain. I know it's, it's not a lot for some people, but it, it means that I'm taking action on the dream. Some of you out there might be registering that LLC. Whatever it is for you, I just want you to get some momentum going. That's what we're talking about here because otherwise it's going to be head trash. It's going to sit there and you will continue to be stuck. So again, keep reading the book. Got a lot of stuff in the book that's going to give you tips. This is this, this how this works. It works both ways. You got to listen to the podcast. You got to also read the book. We're just going to come into your life in all directions. And uh, that's it. I mean, let's do it together, you know, and I want to hear what you think. I mean, shoot us a note. Tell us what's working for you. I want to hear about the small steps that people are taking. Because, look, nothing ends up big. You know, it's like. Uh, well, how did Microsoft happen? I'm like, who cares? It doesn't matter. You know, how did FUBU happen? How did uh, Spanx happen? Like, by the way, these are all really interesting stories, but the interesting thing is not how they get, went from a million to, you know, a hundred million or a billion. Like that doesn't matter for us. The real interesting nuggets in all of these entrepreneurial stories is how they went from zero to a hundred dollars. Zero to a thousand dollars, and that's what we're going to spend the time talking about. Because if you can figure that out, if you can get from zero to a thousand dollars, like you can get from a thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars, and then to a hundred thousand dollars, and the thing can grow from there. But what we've got to really figure out is how do we just get started? So those first steps, and uh, and how do we do that without putting ourselves at personal financial risk? And there there is a way to do it, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, Todd, thanks for the words of advice, man. I think our audience is starting to get some of those, some of those wisdom, some of those nuggets of wisdom. 
Let's do it. You walking faster now? Like, how's your heartbeat? How's your heart rate? How's yours, Mike? You feeling energized? Yeah, I'm feeling energized. I'll be cool. feeling a lot more energized when they, when our listeners be sure, when our listeners subscribe to the Third Shift Entrepreneur Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever listening service they're using today. We also greatly appreciate your reviews. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to visit thirdshiftentrepreneur.com where not only can you purchase the book, but you can sign up for our newsletter and hear tips and pointers that will help you keep your day job while building your dream job. Until next time, everyone, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.